Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. And again, welcome. We've been speaking on the subject of uh, being transformed by the renewing of your mind. And uh, again, we always uh, try to do things in God's order. And God's order is this. I know, you know, we, we go out of order. But God's order is, first of all, get saved. <laughs> And you know what, Richards, if I wasn't saved, you know what I'd do? Get saved. So anyway, God wants us to get saved, and we have to do that. No man comes to the Father except through the Son. You have to believe that God sent Jesus. He died for our sins, yours and mine, and God raised them up. And now he sits at the right hand of the Father. That's how you get in. And, and that's all done by faith. That's why this broadcast is called Faith on Fire. You just got to believe what the Scripture says and, and just agree yes and amen. So, okay, then we follow up. We talked about this yesterday. We follow up with water baptism. And I know some people like to get sprinkled, but Jesus didn't get sprinkled. I know there may be some cases where you may be incarcerated where you have to just go ahead and get the sprinkle. Or people are incapable because of a physical right, right, disability right. or whatever. But, but mostly for the most part, the demonstration was, the example was su submersion in water. So that's what we do at Raymond Word Afraid. We're going to submerge you in water if we can. And, and but but the most important part, another one of the most important components, is the lifelong one, and we refer to it as sanctification. But it's in Romans twelve one and two, and he I'll read it again. It says, "I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies or yourselves a living sacrifice, holy." acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. One translation says your reasonable worship or your reasonable lifestyle. Well, I always like to say that because of what God has done, it's only reasonable that we follow him. That's your, that, that should be your lifestyle. I mean, well, I mean, that's that's just the only reasonable thing to do. Well, the scripture says if, if he died done. for you, shouldn't you ought to live for him? Right. I mean, <laughs> so, that's the only reasonable thing to do, Paul says. Amen. So verse 2, Romans 12, verse 2, 
and now he, when he told you this, he put this on it. Here's a conjunction right here. And because and is a conjunction and he gives you a command. Do not be conformed to this world or squeezed into this world's mode. But there's another contraction. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind or the renovation of your mind. And here's the promise that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So being transformed by the renewing of your mind is going to do something. It's going to prove what that good and acceptable and perfect will of God is. So, And I always tell people, too, every day is going to give you an opportunity to prove what that good and perfect and acceptable will of God is. We're going to find out if your mind is renewed. You know how? By your response to life, to life adversities, to circumstances like we talked about yesterday. Every day, like with relationships with family members, we're going to find out what's really in the inside of you. You know, if that word really took effect and transformed your mind, because you're going to respond different. And, you know, you're to find out if you're really transformed by the renewing your mind and proving that good and the purpose of the will of God. You should now respond like God would respond. And when I say God, that's his word, because he gives this Bible is an instruction manual. It will teach you. It will instruct you how to respond to life. And again, that's an ongoing thing. Because again, before we got born again, we got a new spirit when we got born again. But what we didn't get is a new mind. Because I got saved and I was still thinking the same. And I had to feed on the word to be transformed. And the Bible says this over in Matthew 5. Those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled you know what though in one technical sense you weren't thinking the same because before you got saved you had no desire to have your mind renewed as soon as you got saved you started to have the desire to have your mind renewed well i'm gonna say this on my work. part when i got saved you i didn't I, different at first no 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 i didn't know my nut mind was supposed to renew i just what i thought this is just my testimony when i got saved all i thought from this point on i'm supposed to be good and I know I'm going to heaven. <laughs> that's all I thought. That's because that's all I, the, the, the knowledge I had. But as I started studying and God right, started putting gave, people. You didn't have the desire to start studying until you got saved. See, this is what I'm That's saying. true. That's true. When we get saved, <laughs> yes, our mind has not been completely renewed because that is a process. Mm. But what starts us down the road of renewal is what God puts into us, the desire to hear his word. Right. Because when we get saved, our spirit is now alive to God. Right. So now I can really hear from God now. Before it, you couldn't. Uh, I was sin I was de sin dead. I was dead right. to God spiritually. See, and then we come to life spiritually, mm -hmm. and now we have a desire. And now when I hear this voice, this still small voice saying, pick up your Bible, study my word. Oh, okay. B before, before I couldn't hear that, because prior to me getting saved in 1989, I ain't never picked up the Bible. And I was 38 years old. I had never. We had them in our house right there in the living room, you know, for everybody to see. <laughs> but I never read it. Actually, I bought it. I ordered one from Finger Hut, that big Bible with the uh -huh. white Jesus with the long hair on the front. Yeah, I ordered it. We're African-American family. But, hey, that's what they told me Jesus looked like. But anyway, I bought the Bible. But I never read it. It was a showpiece just to say, hey, we have a Bible in well, our house. There's a saying that the Bible is the most sold, least read book in history. And I believe that because I was one of those in that statistic. But anyway, but we got to start 
allowing God's word, we st- got to start feeding on God's word because that's what's the only thing that's going to transform you and renew your mind. And another thing that's going to do is get your faith on fire because faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. The more you hear the word of God or things of God, the truth, not some religion, the truth of the word of God, that's what you're going to have faith for. Just like in the opposite. If I keep hearing negative things about what we talked about yesterday, all the negative stuff, I'll probably start siding with that group. <laughs> but if I start hearing positive stuff, and the gospel is positive, it's good news. If I start hearing the gospel constantly, guess what I'm going to start having faith for? Guess what my mind is going to get renewed to? Guess what I'm going to start speaking? Because out of the abundance of the heart, whatever planted in the heart in abundance, your mouth will start speaking it. That's why we're doing this show. Because... God's word is just in in our hearts in abundance, so See, it comes out. Hear, people need to hear it over and over. Yeah, and we need to hear it over and over from God Himself in His Word. Yeah, because we forget stuff. You can you could read. Boy, the, we I tell people you could read the Book of John today, and if you wait till two weeks from now and read it again, there's going to be a whole bunch of stuff in there that you forgot. Well, and not only that, the Word of God is seed, is spiritual seed. The scripture says in First Peter, it's incorruptible seed. And it's always just like seed grows in a tree. It'll keep growing and growing and growing and growing. That's what the tree does, the seed does. But it constantly gives birth to new facets of revelation. And you know and I know we can read something two weeks ago in the scriptures and come back and read it. So I didn't even see that. Right. I didn't see it now, but now you see it because he now. I've read stuff that I've read for years, and all of a sudden one day I read it again, well, and it's like the old proverbial light bulb goes off. Well, you got a greater revelation of what you were exposed to previous. It's just like a seed. Just like if I plant a plant and see it, oh, it was that high. I go away, especially if I kept watering it or had somebody to water it while I was gone. I come back, wow, this thing got bigger, and it'll keep on growing if you keep on taking care of it. And that's what he says. Keep feeding on my word. I'll keep giving you greater revelation. I'll reveal to you the deep things of God. Sister, what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man that's in him? And we know in John 6, 63, Jesus said, it is the spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words I speak to you, they are spirit and life. God's word is spirit and it's life. In Hebrews 4, 12, it says his word is living and powerful. And it's it, 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 It'll speak to you if you start just pondering on it because God and his word are one. And God wants to have fellowship with his people. Yeah, that's what they call cornea, two sharing. God wants to share. He wants to talk to us. And he does that through his word. And then we can still take his word and meditate it in our heart. And he's still speaking to you. He's giving you a greater revelation of it. That's why he tells us, somebody asked me what's my favorite scriptures. And I'm like, Geez, I love the word of God. And it, it was hard for me to narrow it down, Richard, but I narrowed it down to probably three scriptures. And one is Psalms 1, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, but his del- nor sits in the seat of the scornful, <laughs> but his delight is in the word of God or the law of God. And in his law or his word does he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree. Uh-oh, what starts a tree? A seed planted by the rivers of living water whose leaf shall not wither, who brings forth his fruit in its season, and whatsoever thing he does shall prosper. I'm like, well, that's a good one for me. And then Joshua 1, this book of the law or this word of God shall not depart from you, but you shall meditate on it day and night and observe to do all that's written in it. 
for then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. And I added one more, and Paul said it, that I may know him and, and, and the, the, the power of his resurrection. <laughs> that I mean, but those two, but so if I meditate on God's word, it's going to speak to me and it's going to start growing up and it's going to show me who God is, but it's going to show me who I am. Here it is. Greater is he that's in me. And the scripture says in Colossians, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. So there it is. See, people need to read the Bible enough to know what their favorite scripture is. And everybody's is going to be different. Mm -hmm. And sometimes yours is going to differ just on where you're at in life. Right, right, right. You know, the, the special problem that's going on in your life or some event that's happened or something really good's going on. Everybody's going to be in a different place in their life. So your your favorite scripture can vary. Well, my favorite scripture from person to person. But my favorite scripture yourself. For, for this season is. And we know all things work together for the good. Right. If we're going to go for a season to season, right. yeah, I'll always cause you to See, try up because I'm going through something right now. It's always Psalm 23. You know, the, the Lord is my, my shepherd. shepherd. I shall not that, be in one. That's, yeah. I mean, that covered. I always tell people, if you can't remember anything else about any scripture, really, mm -hmm. the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in one will cover just about every situation you well, will ever be in. Well, Psalms 1 will, too. I think all of them, that's why God's word is so, it's just abundant, man. And the scripture says, in him I live and breathe and have my very being. And I always tell people about God's word. God's word are, in him are one. It's just like wet and water. You get water, you get the wet. You get the wet, you get the water. And it's just like us. You can't separate me, Pastor Vince, from my word. If I say something, you're either going to put faith in it or not. And, I, and the scripture says this, God watches over his word to perform it. It says heaven and earth may pass away. But he said, my word, it's going to endure forever. Right. A man is like a blade of grass. He's up one day green and withers away and he's gone. But the word of God lasts forever. Forever. And so that's what we supposed to put our faith in. The word of well, God. We put our faith in men. We no. put our faith in institutions. Jesus said in, in Mark eleven twenty two, Jesus said, have faith in God. And again, God and his word are one. So we need to stay connected to the word of God because the Bible says we've been born again, not not by corruptible seed, but incorruptible seed by the word of God. So if we've been born again by the word and in the beginning was the word. So I need to stay connected to the word because that's what gave me life. Yeah. So we got to constantly stay connected. And you got a lot of Christians. They ain't studying the scriptures. They're studying the news. Channel 12, NBC, CNN. No, this MSNBC, is called the good news. The gospel news. is the, the gospel is the good news, and that's what's going to renovate your mind. Some good news. You know it's, what is sad, cause, and we've talked about this issue in the past months ago, is how many people watch Fox News or watch MSNBC or watch whatever brand of news and almost take it to be scripture. It's the gospel for them. Because now, see, they just did what Romans twelve said. Romans twelve said, "Don't be conformed to this world." They've allowed the world to shape them into its mode. Because they believe that gospel. And see, Jesus said the sower soweth the word. Satan know what the word, the scripture says too. He's sowing something too. <laughs> so he uses these media outlets to get his message across. Get it? Tell a vision. He's telling you a vision. And, and God's telling you a vision in his word. He wants to stimulate your imagination for the good news. So that's why we got to have it every day. That's why he says See, meditate and, on it. Day and, day you know, day. you look at this, and, you, and it doesn't matter which one you watch. Their message is basically the same. There's no hope in the world. 
everything's going bad in the world, and people are the enemy. And that's what they want you to have faith in. But Put I mean, faith that, in this. If you, look, if you watch MSNBC, you watch Fox, you watch whatever it is, pretty soon you come across with the idea people are the enemy. Right. It's those 100,000 kids that are coming across the border. They're the enemy. Now, it's the other political party. And now They're the, the word enemy. of God. It's see, the president. He's the enemy. Now a Christian that's filled with the knowledge of the Lord's will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, they're going to line that up with what the word says. The word says we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Right. But the world would teach you that you do. That no, no, no. But God says, no, people ain't your problem. This is Satan we, is the problem. This is why we have to have our mind renewed. Right. Because in our old mind, it's easy to see people. And we don't need them to come to our country because they're going to take what we got. No, well, they're not your people that are already here. I mean... When George Bush was the president, I know a lot of people thought he was the enemy. Now that Barack Obama is the president, I know a lot of people <laughs> think he's the enemy. And you have people want your problem, right? You have to have your mind renewed to understand that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. But tell your mind is renewed, you think that we do. They are. The you enemy. know what, Richard? I, I confess, I used to believe that. I used to believe white people was my problem. And you know why I believe that? Because the environment that I lived in and grew up in. Program me to believe that. So now when I got saved, guess what I had to be? Reprogrammed with the truth. God's word is the truth. He said, if I be for you, who dare be against you? He says, you were created in Christ Jesus for good works. He says, as many as received me has become a child of God. So now I had to start now casting down every thought and every imagination that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. So I had to replace all the old tapes or CDs or MP3s and replace them with the new, the good news, the good tapes. And that's what it means to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now you see the world from a kingdom perspective, from God's perspective. That's what, that's where God wants all his people. Remember the prophet was Elijah and Elisha. And one of the armies was coming, and he was telling his mentor, hey, they got us all surrounded. And Elisha said, no, they don't. Can't you see? And he's like, no, man, I'm seeing all them surrounding us. And Elijah prayed, Lord, open his eyes and show them. And he looked out there. Now I see. And that's what Paul was praying for the church in Ephesians 1.17, that you may receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him. Basically, Lord, open their eyes. And that's what we're supposed to pray for our congregations. For I pray that for the body of Christ. Lord, open our eyes. Let us see how you see things. There's a song out there. Give me the eyes to see what you see. God wants us to see things from his perspective, not from the world's perspective, because the world's perspective is always negative. We talked about that with news. It's always negative. But the good news, the gospel is always, it's a positive. <laughs> God is positive. He's not negative. And, and to go back to this idea that people are the problem, there's too many people coming from Mexico, that, so we won't be able to get enough. We won't have enough. There'll be a problem. Oh, there's too many people coming from Asia, so we won't be able to get enough. There, there'll be too many problems. And, and we start to focus on those people are what's holding, you know, like you saying that white people were your problem. You thought they were anyway. Well, I was programmed and, to believe that. Right. But that well, was a lie. You know it was how, a lie. You know how many people are programmed <laughs> to believe that the problem in California are all due to the Mexicans that oh, are coming yeah. here. Or all due to the Asians that and are see, coming And this here. what the mainstream media does. It reinforces that lie well, or that one, belief. It, what it's doing is it's breaking people apart. 
It's, it's you're causing division. You're my enemy. Right. I can't, pray for you. I can't love you because you're my enemy. Right. You're trying I, to take something from me. You're I, coming here to take something from me. Right. And God says, no, I supply all your needs. You shall See, remember the Lord your, your God. Change to be able to understand that because the world will tell you, the world, once again, don't be confused right. to the world. The world will tell you that if too many of them come, there won't be enough for everybody. And God says in Deuteronomy 8.18, and you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get well. And just think about that scripture. And I will supply all your needs. He will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory, unless too many Mexicans come. He didn't say unless that. Unless too many Asians come. Seek ye first the kingdom unless of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to come. you, unless all these people come. No, he didn't say unless. That's what it means to have faith in God. You have to be sold Do not out. Worry unless. Yeah, unless blah blah blah. Unless you get a black president. Oh, now it's all over. It's all downhill from there. Do no. Not worry unless you lose your job. No. Do not worry unless you get sick. I've been talking to my daughter lately. She just graduated from the local university here, and she hasn't had a job yet. And uh, she, her income basically stopped. And I've been telling her, this is the time where now you really. Need to put faith in the word right, of God. This is where the this, rubber yeah, this is it this right here. Right. So when you read a scripture that says, do not worry and the job's going good, your family's all healthy. It, it means nothing. It means nothing to you. Right. <laughs> of course I'm not worried. Uh -huh. But when it all goes south, that's when you need to continue, continue to have faith in God. And that's what I've been encouraging my daughter. Okay, this is the time where you really need to start meditating on these scriptures concerning provision because there's promises in the bible concerning god meeting and taking care of your needs exceedingly abundantly above all he can ask think or imagine and this is what the time you need to pray now prayers of thanksgiving for that thank the lord for that don't go and pray your problems or pray your worries pray the promises and pray the word you know what the world would say and even a lot of christians would say that you're going to pray thanksgiving that i don't have a job or pray thanksgiving. i'm gonna pray that god's meeting all thank him for meeting all my needs that they're all, they're all met right, right. i don't know what's going to happen when i hit this corner somebody can come up to me and say the lord told me to give you this ten thousand, and i'm gonna say i received that praise the lord thank you jesus but see the world would say that's just crazy talk and a lot of Christians would believe that too. The Bible why our mind needs to be. Well, renewed. the Bible says this in Corinthians: the foolishness of God is wiser than the wisdom of men. That's first Corinthians. And God takes one. the foolish things to confound the wise. Well, well, see, that this week. well, here we go. We can go back God's to this. foolishness is wiser than man's wisdom. And here's an example: the children of Israel coming out of Egypt. God led him into an impossible situation. We talk about that all the time on this broadcast. He read, led him right to the Red Sea. Impossible situation. You know, they started complaining right there. But he told Moses, what's that in your hand? He said, it's a staff, a stick. Okay, put it in the water. God, that's foolish. Why would I do some stupid stuff like that, God? We need a boat right now. We need a, a Noah's Ark. We need an Ark. But see, he had to walk by faith and not by sight, not by what the census said. The census said, it's just a stick. And God says, no, you just do what I told you to do. Stick your thing in the water. Did he do it? And what happened? The whole Red Sea parted to dry land. And he is able to do more <laughs> Exceedingly than Exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask, think, or imagine. They, could even, uh, they couldn't even imagine the water. Right. But it, see, he said, according to the power that worketh in you. Know what the power that worketh in you is? is faith. Have faith in God. He had to believe what God says. Not only that, he had to act on it. God gave him some instruction, and he did it. And the sea parted, and the whole, what, five million of them walked through dry land. 
And we know the rest of the story. But anyway, they got through. They didn't die. But it is, you know, and, and before we go on, people have to remember, they couldn't even imagine that was going to happen. And it was impossible. Even with our happen. situations. Now, see, that's why we got to understand. It says in Matthew, with God, all things are possible. And then he He's tells gonna us. He's do things we can't even imagine. That's why he wants you to get your faith up. Get your faith up. He asked the guy, that kid that was demon possessed, do you believe I'm able to do this? He said, Lord, I believe. Help my belief. He says, okay, according to your faith, be it unto you. You got to believe that God's going to supply all your needs. Because he said it in his word. Now, if he didn't say it in his word, don't put no faith in it. But if he said it like your favorite scripture, the Lord is my shepherd. I, I should never want for anything. Paul said this. He said, I learned. A lot of people always quote this scripture. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But there's two others before that. He said, I learned to be content in no matter what state I'm in. I learned to abound, meaning I can live high, high off the hall, and I learned to abase. I know how to eat some Vienna sausages, too, and I still give thanks and praise. Then he said, I can, get, I, get, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Meaning I can abound or I can abase, and I'm still going to give him some glory. I'm going to acknowledge him in all my ways, and he's still going to direct my path. See, Part verse three, that's five. why he could do it. Because he would always be with them. It's Christ that strengthens us. You can go through anything. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego could go into the fiery furnace in faith with confidence that God ain't going to let me burn me up. And if he do, better is one yeah, day in his house than see, one, that, a thousand see, elsewhere. That's the thing is that I love what they say. You know, Our God can save us, but even if he doesn't, we're not going to bow down. Daniel you. went in the lion's den in faith, believing God ain't going to forsake me. And if the lions lead me, again, better is one day in this house. I'm going to be spending eternity with God. And we that's what it means to have your faith on fire. Lord, I trust and believe you even when everything looks contrary to that. Children of Israel, that looked contrary to them getting led out of Egypt. But God, again, made an impossible situation possible. Because here's the deal. With God, all things are possible. And again, God and his word are one. You get his word on it. That's why I tell people, study to show yourself approved. The word of God is a book full of prophecies and promises. And in the Old Testament, the children of Israel, their promised land was a physical one. For us New Testament saints, our promises are found in the word of God. And we just apply faith to them. That's, how we, that's our promised land. So any scripture, and the Bible says in Corinthians, all the promises of God are yes and amen. So you find a promise in there. That's why the devil don't want Christians to read the scripture because there's too many promises in there for him. He don't want him to get well, put no faith in the promises. promises. Oh, it's full of promises. It says in First Peter, he's given well, us God, exceeding great and precious yeah, promises. Know, was it about a month and a half ago? I was telling you, I was talking to somebody. And they said God doesn't do miracles anymore, and God I'm a does miracle. miracles every day. I'm a miracle because I'm uh, saved by His amazing grace. If you'd have known me 20 years ago, you're like, man. That You're a miracle. Are, yeah, I'm a miracle. We all are miracles by the grace of God. Well, the fact that our spirit is now alive is a miracle. Yeah, I'm talking, I have a relationship with God, so it's a miracle. But we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. And we want to remind you as you continue to go through this week, keep walking by faith.
If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.